Hello, and welcome to Kids Get Acquainted with the Internet, a Girl Meets World podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Rashida. I'm Emily. And I'm Jeremy. And today, we're discussing Season 2, Episode 22 of Girl Meets World, entitled... Girl Meets Texas, Part 3. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Visit audibletrial.com slash gmwpodcast for your free audiobook download. Alright, so by now we're at part three. You guys know the drill. Keith and Kaylin weren't able to be here this weekend, so I have three lovely guests here. You guys want to introduce yourselves a little bit, of, like maybe your Twitter handle or whatever else you want to say about yourselves. Um, okay, uh, I'm Rashida. I'm currently a high school student, and my Twitter handle is meso underscore vanilla. Hey guys, I'm Emily. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at raragmw underscore r5. And I'm a freshman in college, so I've been really busy. <laughs> and I'm Jeremy. Um, some of you may remember me from the podcast from yesterday. I am actually just out of college and kind of just working and watching Girl Meets World. That's kind of my entire existence. So uh, <laughs> happy you, to be back. <laughs> are you taking on the world, Jeremy? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. Take on the world. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, really great to have you all here. I'm hoping that Skype is cooperative with four people here. Uh, I just want to also say I know other people wanted to be on, and I'm sorry I wasn't able, you know, weren't able to have everybody on. These are just the first three people I messaged. And if you want to be like on the list for people that potentially could be subbing in in the future, whenever we have things like this come up, just send in voicemails, and that will be like you'll be on the list. And uh, especially if we like what you're saying. Um, all right, so... It's an audition tape. Yeah, basically. <laughs> all right, so basically, let's just get into the grading. Um, I'm going to go first, and I I really liked part three, and I don't know if part of it was that I had heard some sort of, like, negative negative feelings from people before I went and watched it, but I, I, I came in with, like, sort of low expectations, being like, oh, is this going to make me bummed after I really liked part two? And I actually really enjoyed it. I, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I'm probably currently aiming for like an a minus but uh i i all three parts of these are things that i really feel like i need to get a week away from it and come back to really know when i'm grading them but yeah, um definitely. i really like the pacing i thought that like the scenes just flowed really well together there was a lot of great things for like every character got their moment which is especially impressive this episode because we also got Corey topanga and augie back and each of them got good stuff. I really, really, really liked the set outside of Topanga's, that it was set at night, and that it, like that whole scene with Riley and Farkle just was so much better for that set, and I was really glad that the nice sets are not completely gone now that we're back from Texas. thought that most of the stuff was relatable. I had a few issues with Maya, which we'll get into. But I'm interested to see also, as you guys go through your grading, how, how upset people are with the lack of resolution at the end of this because for me it was actually kind of a positive but i can totally understand people not liking it so that's my grading you want to go rashida yeah i give it like an a minus uh i think i really did like the sets because it felt really intimate when riley was talking to farkle and stuff mm -hmm. i really like that very relatable drama because i'm actually going through it right now uh <laughs> I, I'm like the Fargo Zay of the situation. <laughs> um, it's really confusing, and I really liked the lack of resolution. Oh, great. This was an interesting episode for me because when I watched it last night, I was not a fan. Mm. Um, it was one of those episodes that I really needed to take a, a little bit of time and then yeah. come back to it with uh, kind of more 
time in between. Mm. And once I did that, I really enjoyed it the second time through because the the first time through, I felt like some of the clips there at the end were taking too much time. Mm. But when I mm. actually watched it with the, you know, with the, the clock there kind of showing me how far into the episode we were, I realized that really didn't take up much as much as what yeah. I thought. I think the problem is I had anticipated more uh, resolution coming, whether yeah. I wanted it or not. It, I mean, I, it turns out that it worked out perfectly, but it was just when you expect something else to come and then you, it passes by yeah. and you don't get there. It was a little jarring for me, but, but, um, going back, I would say this one's an A minus and the trilogy, I would say was an A minus for me. Cool. Okay. Well, I really liked this episode, like from my first impression and, um, it seemed like the flashbacks took a lot of time. Um, yeah. When I was rewatching it, I skipped that part because I was like, "Oh, I've, it's just flashbacks, and I have to, I have to hurry." And so yeah. I'm gonna give it an A, though. I felt like the only thing that was really holding me back uh, just a little bit from giving it an A plus is like when Farkle was talking about how he feels about Smackle, and he was like, "Bleh," or whatever he said. And um, I'm, I don't know. I really wanted to give it an A plus, and. I thought the flashbacks really showed that like all these things we've been questioning since the beginning of the show, like why are the writers doing this? Why are the writers doing that? It mm -hmm. all makes sense now. Yeah. And it just makes me have that yeah. much more trust in the writers. Mm -hmm. And it, it's interesting. There's just so much that we'll get in. I think we can probably get into as we're talking, but so much is like almost meta because of how much it feels like they're including things that the audience has talked about a lot. As yeah, far as, like, yeah. the particular ship moments that weren't even necessarily seen as a ship moment if it wasn't for shippers being super shippy, but then like, using those as ship moments and flashbacks and stuff. It's, it's interesting. Hurts. But I, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, the way I decided to order this, I haven't actually done it this way since the pilot, I don't think, is just going by character. Just because I felt like everybody had their moments and I wanted to make sure everybody was included. So, I'm starting with Corey, and how did we feel about Corey this episode? He was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> the Hoover Dam in World War Two. Yeah. I was so surprised at that. Yeah. That Hoover Dam. I yeah. loved that. That was. Um, yeah. I, I really couldn't believe it because that was sort of a joke I just made to myself. I was just thinking like about the things, and then they actually said it, and I'm like, oh, the show actually well, went there. Yeah. They did have Damocles early on, so. I was trying oh, to remember. Yeah. I knew they had some kind of joke like that in Girl Meets Popular, but yeah. I couldn't remember what it was. I I really also really enjoyed him on the opening bay window scene with the two girls and the two parents, and he and Topanga together actually worked really well for me this episode, mm -hmm. and um. I mean, I spec. I mean, I especially like him saying like, "I have the power. I can hold them back." And just, I mean, it, we haven't seen him for we haven't seen much of him in these last two episodes. So he came back full force, and he was just really funny, and I really enjoyed it. It was it was one of the only few Corey Topanga episodes that I felt like their dynamic really worked. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it seemed really natural that they would be giving the girls advice because Maya's parents aren't always there for her. Yeah, they want to yeah. be, but you know, they're they can't be in every episode, and so. It just makes sense that Corey and Topanga would be there. And yeah. in that opening bay window scene, they were talking about, like, they were starting to talk about feelings, and Corey's like, get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I want you to not feel. Yeah. Or I want you to not feel. Yeah, be a robot. So <laughs> 
Yeah, I actually, like, I was going through prepping for this podcast and, like, writing almost, like, every line he said down, and I was like, okay, I have to cut some of these because we can't exactly read every line if I'm trying to keep this under a certain amount of time. But, like, almost everything he said I thought was really funny this week. And I especially loved his huge rant when he wrote uh, Riley Maya Lucas on the board. And <laughs> Maya. Maya's like, oh, you're getting lazy. Yeah. <laughs> especially because at the I liked how at the end he tied it into this is going to happen to all of you. So even though it seems like it's so much about them that he's yeah, saying, like, this is a relatable thing, stuff like this. You all are going to start feeling feelings. And I, I was also getting – they talked about high school a lot in this episode. And so I was getting, like, little shades of – the end of Boy Meets World season one when Eric comes to the kids and yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking. yeah, so that was nice. Um, I enjoyed that. Uh, anything else we want to throw in about Corey? Well, with the um, when he was talking about the World War II metaphor, he got so sassy and it was so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like the France Russia thing. Like it was so awkward between France and Russia. <laughs> <laughs> it was just really funny. <laughs> and I really enjoyed when he walked out of class and goes, "Nah, I've had it. I'm done with all of you." Yeah. <laughs> so good. And we also just haven't seen a whole lot of like super crazy Corey this season. Pretty much since I'm trying to remember, since first date, I feel like first date was the last time he was like super hyperactive about Riley growing up. Well, and, and about a Riley bit growing in, uh, up, New World. yeah, but just in general, we saw some some neurosis during premiere week with mm. um, New, like World, New World, and then whenever he was around Sean, yeah, you know, we yeah. saw a lot more of old Corey, and I like that. Yeah. Well, and like in New World, when they were trying to date, he yeah. found out that there was a kiss, and he was like, "No, no." <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> premiere week seems like so long ago. It does. Oh, it seems so like it was so part so of season one. Yeah, I I, be- I believe at this point we officially had more episodes of season two than season. One, so in some ways yeah. we should feel like we're in season three now, and uh, I mean we aren't, but just as far as episodes go. I saw someone on Twitter, I can't remember who it was, saying that this kind of felt like a season finale, and yeah, I, it yeah. definitely did. So yeah, I don't I actually, know. It was interesting, especially yeah. since they were talking about feelings. I do. I want to come back to that when we <laughs> okay, get. Okay, yeah, the I'm idea. getting ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no problem. All right, Topanga. What do people think about Topanga this episode? I loved her. I really thought this was. I haven't liked Topanga in Girl Meets World. Um, I thought that that this episode really brought her back for me, brought her mm. to be more of who I expect, you know, emotionally and uh, just in general intelligence from yeah. her. The scene she had with Riley, like I've been wanting more Riley and Topanga scenes and mm. it was really great. Yeah, I thought that I loved how Topanga was talking about the mastery of feelings and mm. All the, you know, you're going to go crazy <laughs> with all these feelings in your head. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed her, like, physical comedy trying to get out from under Riley. I thought that was funny. We haven't seen much of that from her in Girl Meets World. And just sort of dropping her off on Maya's lap I thought was funny. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Jeremy, that, like, I haven't been the biggest Topanga fan in this show. And I, I think this was a really great episode for her. I hope that they continue the momentum with her. Yeah, yeah. I hope they continue the momentum of, like, just in general, because it's yep. all getting really good. Yeah, seriously. It, <laughs> yeah, like, it really is. If I, like, honestly, like, and I, I, I mean, I can't, I can't feel, like, I, I feel wrong. I mean, I didn't include it in, as far as a negative in my grading, but, like, just as a viewer, the fact that Disney seems to have just messed up the ordering so much is definitely hurting my excitement about this, because I know that what's coming next is just a bunch of... Random, random stuff episodes, like, yeah. like let's talk I, about augie <laughs> oh my God, yes. so it awesome. made so much sense that yeah. 
like what his part was. Yeah, it and was great. It almost feels like it wouldn't have felt complete if he wasn't there. Yeah. For yeah. how they had him. Especially the fact that we've had sort of this brother baloney since yearbook that just oh, keeps coming it. up. And it, like the fact that we finally had a, like a six-year-old explain to everyone why this is the stupidest thing ever. It makes me wonder if the writers always intended for Augie to kind of blow that up. Mm. I think it, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Yeah. I mean, the execution was pretty poor before. But I really... That's why I don't think they plan ahead. I don't give them much <laughs> yeah. credit anymore because it was not well done in the first place. So. Yeah. But, I, but I definitely, I mean, because it also just felt in line with, I mean, I, I guess recently rewatched Girl Meets Brother and I feel like him, him, his sort of like jealousy about Maya there, that this all felt like it was in character and made sense and that you get the mixture of both being like the little kid who wants to be the only brother, but also him being like the older protective brother, being like, you better not hurt oh. her. Mm-hmm. And of course... He's the protective little brother. Yes. <laughs> and I wrote of, that in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, the podcast line, I just had to like pause the episode because <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> that was really hilarious. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't expect that. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> so funny. I, I felt like that was a a Kigawi reference, actually. But you know. I mean, I'd love to think so. I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna not gonna be as arrogant as to assume so. But uh, <laughs> I'll I, assume so for you. Thank you. Based on some of the things they've they put in some of the recent episodes, I really believe it was. <laughs> I mean, especially uh, given that it was Augie, of all people, to have said the line. Like, we had a lot of stuff about Augie that we said last year, and I just thought it was particularly funny. But especially because exactly. they were using him exactly as we wanted them to be using him, which he was important to the main plot line. He didn't take away. He didn't take up all the screen time. He was just used so, like, exactly what we wanted. It was very much, a, it was reminiscent of Morgan. Yeah, definitely. I love how he wanted to get, like, the attention, too. Because mm. I'm a younger, like, I'm the younger sibling, the youngest. Yeah. And when my sister had her friends over and stuff, I would always tell them, saying, I'm her little sister. <laughs> and, like, stuff like that. So it was really relatable as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. As a younger brother, I, well, I had the same feeling. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we talk I about have no Z- siblings, so I don't know what you people are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we talk about Zay? He was funny. Yeah. Basically, voice my thoughts on Leia in general. Um, it felt so awkward. Oh my god! I'm like I'm a shipper of them, but that was so like. Oh yeah. My- Actually, I want to throw out, because this is kind of connecting, uh, so I liked, really liked when they sort of revealed him walking them, and he goes, weird man, and it's a lot like they had a scene uh, that I actually wrote in the Maya part, that, where there it looks like it's just Lucas and Riley on the bay window, and then it reveals that Maya's there, and she says something similar, and I really like how they're sort of playing with editing here, and with the framing of the shots to, like, reveal things visually, I thought was really funny, especially mm. the way they delivered both of those lines. <laughs> I really enjoyed them sort of playing with things there. I don't know. Do we know who directed this episode? I, I forgot to check that out. No. Um, I'm pretty certain it was Ryder and, and Shiloh again. I wouldn't be surprised because they – I also – really, the uh, the whole thing where uh, Farkle was walking from above really stood out yes. to me too. Yeah. yeah, I was like, whoa, what was that? Yeah. But it was really cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else about Zay? I, I mean, he's very gossipy, which I think is funny. <laughs> it was a nice oh, callback to part one. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, I was just going to say it was Ben Savage who directed it. Oh, oh yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nan said that yesterday. Oh, that's right. Good job, Ben. He did a good, yeah, yeah. I liked it. 
Uh. <laughs> love the yeah again like the like the way they revealed who was talking yep. like Maya in the bay window scene yep. and Lucas and Ryan were talking. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I the other thing I want to talk about though the the one negative thing connected with Zay um that I was thinking so they have this whole sort of mini talk between I, I believe it's between Farkle and Zay and um they're talking about how Lucas and uh, Riley are so similar similar because they both do anything for their friends and I feel like this show kind of runs into this issue a lot like especially back in the day when they would talk so much about Farkle being loyal that the problem <laughs> is that everybody's loyal everybody would do anything yeah, for their friends every single person yeah. there. they <laughs> so, all have something in common yeah. you can't use that as an argument yeah you, <laughs> you, you can't be like Riley would do anything for her friends obviously Maya when Maya's written correctly maya would do anything for her friends too so she also has that in common with lucas it would almost benefit them if they had characters act in selfish interests for an episode or two well yeah because the only character the only character that i believe is actually wouldn't necessarily do anything for his friends is zay just because we haven't seen that and yeah i liked zay's speech though in topanga's when he was talking about how he knew Lucas back then and mm. now and like he sees both of them and sees that they w- that Riley and Lucas would be good together. Yeah, I mean, I I do I also I enjoyed the you know how they had so much talk in the earlier episodes about like light like forces uh, repel or whatever. I liked that Zay was intelligent enough to be like, no, they just have something in common that doesn't make mm-hmm. them brother and sister. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. Yeah. Uh, anything else about Zay? Or should we go to Charlie? Oh, we can just go to Charlie. Okay. What? Do, let's go. Starting with Rashida, what do we think of Charlie? Uh, he's like Lucas from season one, like the, <laughs> like the all the way in the beginning. Yeah. One, with the horse and stuff. Like I love how he planned out this date, like with bowling, and Riley's like, no, no holding hands, no talking, <laughs> and he's like, so basically go to the movies. She's like, yeah. Well, there goes my plan. <laughs> that was like my favorite, but. Charlie's kind of like a two-dimensional character for me at this yeah. point. So, Jeremy, um, I don't think he's necessary. I mm. think what they're trying to do is give one, you know, give like Lucas and Maya their moments or whatever. But I don't think we necessarily need Riley to be in a relationship with Charlie for that. Mm. Uh, also. Too. Another thing I'm noticing is that the last episode Charlie was in, I didn't really enjoy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't enjoy the whole like cheese souffle. Thing. You know, I, yeah. that didn't need to be brought back because the roller skates. Yeah, yeah we get we we get that it was a terrible joke. You know, we don't we don't need it again for us to be like, yep, it's still bad. We get it was bad. You know. They do that a lot in Girl Meets World. Yeah. Usually only the bad jokes. Usually only the ones that I hate are the ones they bring back. But I don't really need him. Uh, now, if he was going to be connected with Jack in some way, because I still contend that Jack looks like he could be Charlie's dad. Mm. The fact also that that... reminded me a little bit of Josh in this episode. Even more so than yeah. the last time. Which would be really weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love how, like, in this episode, that, like, Josh isn't referenced at all. And I, and, you know, even though I do have a Lucaya bias, or Leia bias, sorry, um, <laughs> Josh, I, like, it was creeping in the back of my mind. What about them? Like, yeah. what is their 
well, stands in this series. I, I, I'll agree with you, Justin, that it's weird that it doesn't come up at all. Like, I, 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 I mean, I am still of the, of the feeling that she can easily like more than one person, but yeah. I, it still feels like it should maybe be referenced in some way. Or, like, especially when uh, you have Corey saying something to her like, I thought you didn't like anybody ever, and, like, he knows that she has a thing for Josh. And so yeah, that's that was strange. Weird. Yeah. I'm kind of. I've. I don't think there's going to be any uh, Josh and Maya relationship going on. I've kind of given up that plot point. But then, what is Josh going to be good for? Oh, I think you're <laughs> wrong. I think you're wrong. Well, I. I think we're going to be. I don't know that we'll be seeing Josh and Maya together anytime soon, and I hope that we don't see them in together anytime soon. But I think that that's still in the back of their minds as far as long-term things go. That could, but they need to bring him around more yeah. because now it's kind of like I don't know. He's been gone so long that. Is he existing I'm, anymore? Yeah, I miss him, but... Yeah. I I'd like to get Emily's thoughts on Charlie. I mean, first of all, I've got to be honest, I didn't... I was completely surprised when he showed up. Mm. And um, when I first saw the promo for just this part, and it showed Riley, like, accepting a secret admirer note or whatever it was, yeah. I was thinking maybe it would be Zay. Because ah. uh, I was like, oh, who else could it be? And then Charlie showed up, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. it's going to be Charlie. <laughs> yeah. And so... I'm not really sure what I think about him, but I mean, he is kind of two-dimensional, but I think he had some good lines in this episode, mm -hmm. and they gave him just a little bit more yeah. to do in this episode than in the last episode, and like, you know, he likes to go early for the, the previews yeah. and coming attractions, and yeah. and I like that he called Lucas Friar. He's yeah. like, Friar! <laughs> yeah. you know, it was, Please it was don't fun. ruin this for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm kind of torn on Charlie because... I actually do think he had a place in this episode. I think it was a wise choice as far as adding pressure to the situation that Riley should, is like being shown to trying to move on, but she can't. It like it like made things reveal themselves in a way that if you didn't have that pressure, might not have as organically happened. Especially with like Farkle watching her say the thing about the holding hands and everything like that. I also think that he was was legitimately funny in the Topanga scene. I liked actually a lot of his lines in the Topanga scene, and I think that him sort of being awkward was good. At the same time, I think he's kind of creepy, and uh, I, yeah. I think that he... There's a lot of things where I'm getting sort of, like, overly nice guy syndrome, where, like, he thinks, oh, I'm a great guy, so... Anyone would want me yeah, to. Yeah, you I deserve you to like me or something, and there's a little bit of that eking in there that I'm not really a fan of, but... Yeah, like, he was like, I'm adorable, how are you not seeing this? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a funny line, though, just, like, yeah. hearing it. No, I agree. I, I think that he had some really funny lines. I also really liked his sort of meta joke about, um, oh, he ends up with Fargo, how did we not see that coming? <laughs> I thought that yeah, was... that was my favorite line of his, yeah. actually. <laughs> what do we take away from the previews of coming attractions thing here? Clearly that's some sort of message or meta or something. I don't, I don't really know what they're aiming for. I'm assuming it means just, like, what's going to come next in all this drama, because they've set yeah. up so much that, you know, they have to go somewhere from here. Yeah. this is I don't think anything is going to be coming up, because, like, we yeah. talked about with the bad mm. episode ordering. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, is this mm. is one of those parts of the episode that makes me feel like this was supposed to be a season finale, because it's like, oh, this is a preview of what season three is, and... That, like, if that had been the finale, that would have made sense to me. Sort of in the way that, like, boy, uh, what was it, Boy Meets Girl, season one, the end of season one of Boy Meets World is, like, the first sort of dating thing. Getting you prepped for season two is, like, them actually everybody dating all the time. It felt like a primer of we're getting into more adult feelings or whatever, but now we're going to have all these random episodes thrown in that I'm just really not looking forward to, but... 
Um, I'm still kind of hoping that the writers knew that what order it was going to be aired, so they were planning for it, but I'm not sure. <laughs> well, the thing is that some of the some of the episodes were filmed and written before they yeah. even started writing Texas at all. So that's true. And, and like I, Rowan wrote on her Facebook page the other day that she that this was the season finale. And so yeah. Rowan thought this was yeah, the finale. She did on yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that was her writing that or if that was some of her cuz if that was some of her people, her yeah. people may <laughs> just be really bad. Yeah, I thought of that too. Especially cuz Facebook, I don't know how active she's on Facebook, but even then like uh, even if her people are that confused, that just shows you like of course the audience could probably be confused too. Like <laughs> cuz yeah. as I understand it, it wasn't it wasn't filmed to be the finale either. Well, but there was also this all that confusion where people were saying it was going to be a three-part finale, and then we were like, oh, are there, is, there a, is, there a, is there two three-part episodes, or is this... So, like, I, it was, I think that they were honestly, like, in the middle deciding and hadn't really made up their mind, and then Disney sort of swooped in, or I don't know, but it's weird. Yeah, I, in the middle of Monstober, we had this big old yeah. Because that's the thing I'm trying. I was trying to figure out because so sometimes networks will they have this thing called sweeps. Sweeps are when like ratings like extra matter and like yeah, and we're not even in more. November. Yeah, yet. and we're not in sweeps. So if this had been for sweeps and they really wanted to up the ratings by doing this big spectacular, then I would have got it more. But instead, it just seems sort of arbitrary that they threw this in now and that. I mean, at minimum, I hope that New Year's follows up on things a little bit, but that, like, it seems like this is supposed to be the end of the year, so I'm so confused. Yeah, like in May or something. Yeah. <laughs> because how are, the, how are the kids just going to up and go to Texas for a couple days? Yeah. Especially in middle school. That doesn't happen. <laughs> it's supposed to be a weekend, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let, do you want to talk about Lucas? Maybe they're on fall break. <laughs> um, one thing I was going to say, though, was a lot of people think that the Lucas-Maya relationship will continue in sludge because next mm. is forgiveness and that's like out of order. Yeah. But because um, apparently sludge is the next episode they recorded after Texas. Okay. So they're okay. like, we're going to see. But I don't think so. I think it will just awkwardly just not be mentioned yeah. until season three. So I, will, I think it will be mentioned in like Bay Window and Graduation. But I think we're gonna yeah, have a, yeah, I think we're gonna yeah. have about four or five episodes before them where it's just like, what's going on? Like filler episodes. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone know what Bay Window is gonna be about? My assumption is that it's gonna be about them dealing with this kind of one, like their friend. It's about their friendship, I assume, and sort of reconciling all that. But I'm it seems like such a weird title. It leaves quite Girl a few Bay things Window? open. Yeah, well, it, it seems weird because, like, are they going to do a almost exclusive Bay Window episode, or? I think it's going to be, like, the meaning of the Bay Window and what it means to them and all that stuff. Uh, it yeah. means it's haunted. Yeah, <laughs> there, the not anymore. <laughs> all right, let's talk about Lucas. What do we think about Lucas in this episode? Any standout moments? Anything you wanted more of? I love the high hay part. Yeah. I really do because it reminds me of New World. There's a lot of parallels between the yeah. world and the stuff. And, and ending with the wow at the end, I thought his delivery <laughs> of the wow was really funny. It's so awkward I, to see this. Lucas is fun when he's flustered. I, I, I yeah. like it. I get, I get the whole thing about how he's been uh, shown in two vastly different ways, but I yeah. really like flustered Lucas because I don't think anybody, no matter how composed you are normally, I, I think once you're that age and you're dealing with that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. I mean, I still get um, flustered. Yeah. 
So I, I, I felt I buy it. You I know? definitely think that they found Peyton's comedy, that they know how to write him comedically, and that Peyton's so much better than who he was at the beginning of the show. Oh, and my God. I really like I look forward to his comedy, which definitely wasn't the t- true at the beginning of the show. <laughs> but he's so funny when he's awkward and like, um, well, like you said, like when he and Riley were in the bay window yeah and um he did his little no yeah you know that it's so funny every time he does that i just rewatched your book and he did that a lot in yeah. that episode yeah well, yeah I and, forgot then, about that. and then like the poom thing again mm-hmm. yeah definitely um I, I particularly loved the smoothie bit with it being dumped on him and then talking about how actually you know birth kind of looks like this <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was really funny to me because yeah. that was another one of those little things, jokes I made to myself, and then they actually said it. Yeah, <laughs> it's real funny to me when that happens. Just yeah. little snarky comments I'll make, and then yeah, definitely they, they address it. Yeah. I'm surprised Disney Channel's actually letting them get away with so many of these subtle jokes. Mm. I'm but, happy. I'm definitely yeah. happy. Lately, of course, I don't think that one was too. It wasn't like sexual, but it was just yeah. like visceral or gross like <laughs> i don't know yeah but uh but there was another one later in this episode that i had thought was sort of hinting at some stuff but we'll get to that in the riley section uh well also when he was in the bay window when he yelled to Corey and he's like i'm in your yeah. daughter's yeah, room that yeah. was really funny <laughs> yeah. and i did actually like that uh cory was sort of like is do you think this is just a trick so that they can be alone together or, <laughs> i thought that was funny very believable that a parent would say that all right anything else about lucas or can i go to maya yeah Maya, I she's funny, but I, I do probably have the biggest issues with her in this episode, just the way she's written. I mean, I think Sabrina did great once again, um, but I'm, the, the main bullet point I wrote down here was the once emotionally intelligent Maya now seems to know Riley less than Farkle and Zay, and that Maya doesn't seem, seems to actually be buying that Riley sees Lucas as a brother, or to some degree. I don't believe that. You don't think all. that she's buying that? Like, no, like, just the brother thing in general. Yeah. Um, I think, like, I feel like Maya's just really confused. Yeah. Of how, not just how Riley's feeling, but how herself is feeling. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, some... go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, like, in the, at the beginning, when Corey and Topanga were talking to the girls in the bay window, they were saying, Riley, are you okay? And she's like, I'll figure it out. And they said, Maya, are you okay? Riley, you'll figure it out. And so... She, like, doesn't even know how to figure out her own feelings, and yeah. she's just confused. I just, I, my, I guess my issue is more that if if Maya in any way does realize that Riley still has these feelings and is just sacrificing herself for her, I don't believe that Maya would go on the date. It just doesn't seem in character that Maya would be willing to do that. How and, does she not realize that at this point? Sorry, yeah, I was just, yeah. that's something that bothered me. Yeah, I mean, so I yeah. kind of assume that she does realize it, but then I guess feels like a plot device or just like for the sake of drama that she would go on this date, which I don't believe she would be going on these dates. Even yeah, if Riley she told knew her it would to. Be aw- she yeah. knew it would be awkward. Cause like, that's just not how Lucas and Maya are at this point. Yeah. Like you have to develop it a bit more before you get to that point. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. can't just, I guess I, I don't feel like just the fact that she'd be willing to go on these things and potentially hurt Riley, just it, it's, it's making it almost come off like Riley cares about Maya more than Maya cares about Riley, which I just don't believe. I believe they care about each other equally. and I The audience know. believes that, too. They yeah. think that Riley sacrificed more than what Maya sacrificed, and I think that's like... Yeah. I think they both sacrificed equally. 
So. Yeah, I just think that at this point right now, it's weird that Maya is going on these dates. It just doesn't seem like Yeah, it doesn't is. seem like her character at all. Yeah. But. Uh, so then we also get this whole thing about them at, at this bay window scene where Maya is saying that like she makes fun of him because she likes taking Lucas down a peg, whereas Riley builds him up. And I don't know. Do we want to... So let's get full force into shipping territory now, I guess. And how we feel <laughs> oh about... How we feel about the treatment of Lucas and Maya versus Riley and Lucas and all that stuff. I know that Rashida has a lot to say. So Rashida, do you want to just dive in and say a few things? <laughs> I think it's the same. Like, yeah. they're treating it like the Riley and Lucas in New World. Because honestly, Maya and Lucas were pressured into it. Yeah. Just like Riley and Lucas was in New World by mm. the school. But this time it was Riley being like, oh, mm. you have to do this. And That's Maya a good was point. just like, yeah. you know, like, no, do I really have to at this point? Like, I just want you to be happy. And then they mm. have, like, just a little disagreement over who should be happy and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's all I have to really say. It was equally awkward. Yeah. Which it should be, because it's middle school. Like no one's, no one has perfect relationships in middle school. Well, I guess I'm, I'm, what I'm asking is, do we feel like they're overly, de- suddenly demonizing Lucai or Leia out of um, nowhere, or like? I I know that the Tumblr people feel that way. Yeah. I the only thing I feel like they're demonizing is like her feelings towards the like her feelings with uh lucas in general like i feel like they're gonna use that as a plot device towards like brucus at the end mm. but i'm not sure it's too early to tell at this point yeah. but i do like how the like what's really interesting was how they uh said uh maya and lucas could also be like brother and sister mm. or maybe i read between the lines there but yeah. it certainly came off that way yeah. throughout so. Okay, well, I just have a quick question. Like, this might be kind of weird, but do either of you guys um, have, like, a particular ship that you're rooting for over the others? Or... I used to. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I used to. But now I'm kind of just like, I like Riley and Lucas a lot. Uh, I've grown to like them a lot. So at this point, I like seeing their chemistry. I thought that I would like Lucas and Maya together. Uh, because their chemistry is so awesome to me, but it's kind of like Riley and Maya. I just want to see them together. I don't care what dynamic yeah, it is. Yeah. Just I want to see them do yeah. their thing. Yeah. So as, M- my oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, as far as my ship goes, like I I always wanted them to somewhat examine you know Lucas and Maya and see yeah. how that goes. And I so I don't and I I mean especially after all this, I'm not like upset that it looks like they're going towards Riley and Lucas, and I think that they have plenty going for them, too, and that's great. Uh, it's more just, I want to make sure that we get there in an organic way, and that it Same. seems like they're, like, because of what you were saying about New World, that, Ry- that Riley and Lucas were just as awkward on their first date, that the fact that they're making such a big deal out of Maya and Lucas's first date being awkward feels kind of like they're just being sort of shifty to me, and, like, making it seem worse than it is and i don't know i'm just i just want to make sure that i buy that lucas and maya have nothing to talk about because i think that they do have things to talk about and um, i don't I jeremy, feel like... we haven't liked jeremy talking a while yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so um with with the whole shipping i i don't like shipping i yeah. really don't i mean i try to keep an open mind about things but 
you would think that that would mean I'd like shipping, but all that does is close off a lot of ideas. Close a lot of mine. Yeah. Um, and and I just I don't like it. I don't think it it aids any storytelling. I I think if all these people, mainly the really crazy ones, if they had these good ideas, maybe they should write TV and not try to project their ideas yeah. so much. Because <laughs> I, what way. what I want is for for the end result like at the very end of the show just to have been when we look back we say okay all these relationships that they had in the show were done well yeah and i think by by trying to not just well one they caved into the pressure of the shipping and then they're kind of trying to destroy some of the some of the things with both both uh rukas and leia they're they're trying to to build and destroy and it it doesn't work well right now because of the way that they have gone about that and so right now i want them to get rid of the idea of shipping and let that kind of be the crazies because i don't think that this show i don't think boy meets world would have been done well if they had had a bunch of different couples I really well, did. I, I mean, they did. I mean, it, I mean, look at look at the Lauren arc. I, I we have to remember the Lauren arc because it was a big deal. <laughs> and like, it, it was it was. But I'm talking about if they had done this in season two. Yeah, you know. But they, I mean, they had Corey and Topanga break up in season three, and they like, and every, you got, and in some ways, they just kind of skipped season one of Boy Meets World because they were started and started. In, yeah, no, no. Like, I, it's good to have them break up and stuff, yeah. but I don't know. I felt like. Like they were building relationships better back then, and now they're just doing it to cave into internet pressure. Yeah, to tease the ship shippers in that way. Too. Right, it's really so, funny because um, the episodes are about oh the the kids are caving to pressure, but mm-hmm. aren't the writers doing that as well? I mean, <laughs> Emily, yeah. what do you think? Well, like I've always liked Rukus. I've just you know it's been kind of obvious from the beginning that that's where they wanted to at least start. Yeah. And, you know, but, but I'm also on the side of Jeremy that I just want to see how it all plays out. And I trusted the writers and like, you know, after this um, episode with all the flashbacks, how it's been leading to this point, like I trust mm. them even more. And so I'm willing to just like sit back and see how it happens and what happens. And yeah, I have to yeah. be honest, Jeremy, I don't feel like they caved at all. I, nothing about what we've seen has made me feel like this wasn't the direction they were planning to go. Especially, I agree with you, Emily, the way those flashbacks were laid out and the way that in first date we had Maya saying he's never going to like me, all that stuff, which is one of the only flashbacks that I wish they had actually included that they Mm. didn't. And just this whole season they've been building up to this, and I I don't think that this was just, oh, we're doing what they want us to do. I think, especially because I think at the end of this, the Lukaya people are going to be super angry. So I don't think that that they're caving at all. They really shouldn't. The Lukaya people shouldn't be angry because it didn't didn't really go pro pro rucus there either i mean it, it yeah left it open enough that neither side ought to be angry and that, I, I think that's my issue with the shipping honestly i mean i think that it ended on a point where it is heading more towards rucus than lucaya so i can oh, understand sure, why definitely. they're why they're upset but, but they definitely didn't make anything definitive everything's still up for grabs it could and, still be good storytelling yeah. and that's what i think people need to be yeah. And honestly, yeah, people, I think that people have to also realize that even if this current part of the storyline ends with, uh, with with Riley and Lucas together, that doesn't mean that, like, especially if the show goes on for, like, five or six years, they could still at some other later point have Lucas and uh, Maya get together. Like, it, it, there's all, it's, as, depending on how long the show goes, there's just so many more 
ways that things can turn and twist and there's no there doesn't have to be a definitive anything but yeah and like as the show's been going on there are certain moments that i'm like oh is are they caving in like to a little bit of fan service but then like after this episode i don't think they are i'm just not super into giving them a whole bunch of credit yeah (laughs) (laughs) i i mean i this is one of those i mean this texas as a general thing i I'm giving them credit for. I I think that they've actually handled things pretty well and that most of it feels right. It's just to me especially it's just this episode I just feel like they're going a little bit too weird with how they're handling Maya. But aside from that, I really don't think that anything feels out of character. Oh or, no, I love the unrealistic. episode so far. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, the the Maya stuff is weird to me. That yeah. I don't some of that that's what I'm talking about though. They change her to fit their their structure and i don't know i didn't like that yeah um i'm gonna bring us back to the characters and let's let's talk a little bit about farkle and uh that this is really the episode where it feels like he's really actually being loyal and it's actually like we've actually moved past him being in love with everybody he mentions smackle he is actually just a good friend to riley in this scene well if we were smart we'd have known he was loyal the whole time yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's a really no, good point not. that like pointing out that he was moving past liking the girls. Yeah. Um but, yeah, cuz I feel like I mean last in this part 2 I was talking about there was that nice moment with Maya and Farkle and then this episode we had Farkle and Riley. Mm-hmm. I think both were just really good friendship moments where he's he being natural. Yeah, being a good friend to them and there's no even remote hints of him like wishing that he was the one or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so I really, I really like that. And it feels like that when he broke up, when he divorced them in Girl Meets I Am Farkle, that that actually was a turning point, and I'm happy about that. Yeah, initially I thought that whole thing was just going to be a joke, but it looks like they're actually going smarkle, so... Yeah, it seems like it. good for That would be really interesting to see. Uh, Emily, did you say you didn't like him mentioning Smackle? I just didn't like how, like, the expression that he uh. The like weird his gal. weird noise, yeah. yeah. But I, I didn't mind him actually mentioning her. Yeah. Um, I think it just meant that he went... I was just he, being picky. He's so smart, but he went brain neutral around her. Yeah. <laughs> I That's actually, a good point. I thought that they would do a reference there to... I, I don't know if you remember in... Uh, in Boy Meets World, when Sean and Corey both originally first started liking girls, and they were doing that sort of, <laughs> or like the he-he-he little, I don't know, whatever, how to do it. Oh, but, yeah, I can yeah. remember that. Let's talk about the flashback. So that Riley Farkle scene is the big flashback thing. And do we think it's detracted? Did we not like the? Did we like the flashbacks? Did it add something? I did not like the flash. I still. I mean, the second viewing, I was more okay with them because they didn't last as long as the as I thought they did in the first mm-hmm. viewing. Uh, it really helps to have that little time counter there. Um, I <laughs> don't really like it because I felt like there could have been just a little bit more resolution actually in the episode rather than showing us what I think everyone ought to be aware of. Now, the only reason I, I'm not going to give them as much crap about it is because I think part of that has to do with Disney's structure and their, the way that not just the way that they show their shows, but the way that they know people watch. Mm. I don't think necessarily everyone is supposed to have been watching from episode one. Yeah. Because now I now I think Girl Me Tour has reached enough episodes that it's on every day. I don't usually yeah. check, but I think it's on every day in reruns. So I think they they're kind of did they did that just in case someone missed this moment, that moment. Mm. 
I, I, no matter what show it is, I just don't usually like the flashback stuff because it, to me, it, it now that I'm older, it reads, oh, we didn't have enough money to do this, so we showed you something we'd done. <laughs> well, like while I was watching it, I loved it because um, I brought home a friend from college with me this weekend, and she hasn't seen the whole series, but we were mm. watching like a bunch of episodes together, and we watched the three-parter, all three parts back-to-back last yeah. night. And so when we were watching this part, that way she knew what was going on and I was like you know oh that's when they they tried to date and it didn't work out and you know mm. I was kind of narrating it and yeah. or you know that was in the pilot or whatever and so it was really helpful because then she was able to you know see what has happened and how it leads to this point mm. and then like I said when I was grading it I it really helped me give the writers a lot more credit for everything they've done and like like I said you know yeah. the things we've questioned up to this point it all makes sense now, and it's like, yeah. oh, they were just, they were thinking, you know. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I'm surprised to say it, but I actually think I liked the flashbacks. I, uh, I don't usually like flashbacks, but a few different things helped me like them more than most flashbacks. One was that generally, I thought the episode was so well paced that I personally didn't feel like anything was lost by t- taking up the time for these flashbacks. Another thing was that unlike Boy Meets World, which I've seen like hundreds and hundreds of times. I hadn't like rewalked uh, Girl Meets Boy in a really long time, so it actually meant something to me to re-see those scenes. And like, I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, this scene I've seen five thousand times. And that's just a personal thing. Uh, but it also felt like they they served a purpose because they were outlining both the points that the writers thought were the important stops around, like along the path to this episode, but also the points that Riley was focusing on and how Riley was reading the situation and what had stood out to her. And uh, I don't know, Rashida, if you want to get into any of that. I think that the flashbacks were interesting because uh, this is all from Riley's point of view, which mm. I kind of forgot in the beginning, but it is from her point of view. So the uh, Ruka scenes were really nice to me, except for like the awkward and touching stuff yeah. and then like this so the first set of my lucas a lot of people were complaining about how they didn't show the art scene like the art like how oh like i just want you to, to want you to be happy like that sappy yeah. scene and stuff um but they did so, show that scene yeah they did oh they showed it like in the second yeah second, in the second yeah yeah so yeah the first half of this flashbacks was like pro because the second half was yeah. like pro lucaya so yeah it was really good well that's the thing is i think that you also like you can i think that the the like hardcore sort of like the crazy shippers can be like why did they only show like good yeah. Ricky stuff and not good lucaya stuff honestly there isn't as much obvious good Lucaya stuff because they haven't actually yeah. had many conversations. It's mostly been like, look at this cute smile or look at this cute, like, yeah, joke. I, that I mean, the, writer, the writers had to do what, uh, had to work with what they had. Yeah. I mean, exactly. They're, 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 I mean, they just haven't had that many scenes where Lucas and Maya talked to each other with nobody else there. One yeah, thing that I thought made the flashbacks movie. really kind of funny or something that I liked about that whole sequence, even though I'd been kind of negative on it, is mm. when Farkle is remembering something and Riley's like, how do you even know that? You weren't even there. Like, I thought that was good because <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was a reference to like that they're showing all this stuff that we've seen because we see all of it. We're, yeah. we're the omniscient, you yeah. know, viewer. <laughs> but uh, but I thought that was a nice joke. Yeah, definitely. Well, also – like a couple of the Lucaya moments or Leia moments that they showed, haven't the writers said that a couple of those weren't actually shipping moments, or am I just remembering? Oh, the, I think they they didn't they didn't hadn't meant them to be in. People, yeah, but it like, became a. Yeah, because like, I was definitely thinking like, the ru- the rules moment 
as like definitely something the fans made with the whole like mad dog or whatever but that didn't seem like super uh, meant as a shit moment i don't think but... well or like the one where he the one that rashida mentioned about the art thing i'm mm. not sure if that was meant to be one or not i think that was definitely yeah i think oh, so. okay yeah. yeah. Okay. You're right. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely like leading toward. Yeah, this. that was yeah, that was like pre- prepping you for Texas, in my opinion. But well, let's talk about Riley. I don't know if you guys have like I feel like we've talked about most of the stuff here, but um, the ba- the main thing I just want to mention is I loved the ending tag and this the sadness behind behind the ring power. Oh, I love their friendship. Yeah, so it, much. that just honestly would have is another big part of why this would have been such a great season finale to just end the season on that bittersweet moment of friendship. I think would have been like really interesting. I really liked them. I really liked Riley and Maya that whole scene, except it sounded like both the girls were sick. <laughs> I don't know if that was just the audio coming in weird or what, but it sounded like. I think like, it's supposed to be pain, but like sadness. Yeah, because because uh, the, they just they neither one of them sounded like themselves. It was weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were a couple other good Riley moments. I liked when she's talking to Lucas on the bay window about what does a first date mean to in the language of boy. I want to crack your code. What does he want? Tell me what he wants. Um, that was another one of those moments where I was like, is this aiming for a more mature question here? <laughs> there's only yeah, one I thought they were going for the, the, the one thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they didn't actually ever say it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely interesting. So anything else you want to end out with Riley, her emotions, how she's being portrayed in this episode? I thought she was very real, like, yeah. with her struggles. And, I mean, you guys mentioned this earlier about how the relationship drama felt real. And yeah. so... Um, you know, how she came to her mom for help and, yeah, you know, definitely. what do I do when I'm feeling like this? And so. Yeah, totally. I think as good as the been? acting has been, it's really been pushed to another level the last, ever since maybe like what, Riley Town? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, before Riley Town, I was always wondering like, how good is Riley, how good is Rowan at dramatic scenes? Because we really hadn't seen that. Exactly. And now we've seen a lot of it and it's, she's good. And it's all, it's all landed for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They also like with ending with their friendship, you know, they'll always be there for each other. And I like how they kept it. It got like a little old how they kept pointing that out. Like, we'll always be there for each other. We'll yeah. always be there. But it's so I true. And important. I like that they yeah, I like that they kept mentioning it yeah. to make sure that we knew that. And it was sort of interesting because I kind of got a parallel there. Maybe I'm overly reading into things, but the end of. Again, Boy Meets Girl near the end of season one of Boy Meets World, where Corey and Sean are kind of like t- sitting. And there's a tag at the end of that episode where they're sort of sitting, talking about like, oh, now we both like girls. Like, what are we going to do? And like, we're, but we we're always have each other. And then the two girls walk in opposite directions and they go, see ya. And they separate. <laughs> it seems sort of like a much more like serious, dramatic, complicated version of that to me. And that like oh, we, we have each other, but, like, this is going to make things a lot more difficult and things are going to change from this point on. And Yeah, and it, it was cool that they, they mentioned all that because that's what I'm excited for in the show because I know yeah. that it's not going to go exactly like Boy Meets World where Corey and Sean were this way, so Riley and Maya have to be this way. Yeah. They're going to have to Completely attack different it dynamic. in a different way, and it's going to be really exciting to see that. Yeah, It makes it a different dynamic just simply because they're girls, and yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. a good thing. Because, yeah, they're different. All right. So I guess my, my ending here question is, where does this leave us? You know, we had this solid arc of Texas and it isn't the finale. And how do we feel going into these other episodes? And do we, like, 
what kind of resolution are we hoping for and by when and stuff like that. We'll just go in order with Rashida. Do you want to go first? Um, I just hope things go back to the way they were. Like, uh, like, which is really surprising to hear. <laughs> but, like, I honestly, like, hope that we can go back to the teasing and, like, with O'Reilly and Lucas, like, to see where they go. Because I actually wanted Lucas to happen first mm. and uh, to see where their relationship would go. And thankfully, the brother thing is done and over with. So mm. I just want to see how, like, the tension uh, between, like, how, like, Maya feels for Lucas, if it's going to be real or not, yeah. like, and how confusing it is. I love the, how the episode was confusing to the audience and how we can feel just like the characters in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's conflicting because as much as I've loved what they've done with these episodes and they've really kind of, they're tackling the feelings, we, we know that what's coming up is not going to really be about that. Yeah. And that's, that's complicated because in real life, you don't just drop your feelings for a yeah. couple of exactly. and then pick them back exactly. up. You're going back to growth, said. okay? We have to go back to growth. Back to, yeah, back to growth and then season three feelings. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's bad because I've, I mean, I've always loved this show since it started, mm. but I really thought that the last few episodes and stuff have been spectacular. In Texas, yeah. I don't know about y'all, but those are my three favorites. Yeah. Uh, absolute favorites of the series just you know despite some weird things i felt like in between some of them but they've been so good that i don't think there's any way to go except to regress yeah (laughs) which is really bad because like they're gonna tackle feminism and they're gonna tackle this and well that's that's the one thing that's that's making me feel a little bit more better is even though they are gonna be dropping things at least they're gonna be talking about religion and feminism and maya's father like those are big things things that i really want to see but i'm worried that because they've set a a different tone now that i'm worried i'm going to have the reaction kind of like i had the first time i watched this episode you know, like, oh, this could have they could have done this instead of that. But yeah, I, at least I know ahead of time to put that away because they're not they're not going to mess with it. The, yeah. Their feelings are going to suddenly drop. I mean, we need references. Mm-hmm. We need kind of little moments where yeah. they're like, oh, we're dating or this yeah. is going on. It's, you know. it's going to be very hard grading wise those next few episodes to just very. sort of have to let go of the fact that things make no sense now. <laughs> but but I don't I guess I can't blame them because it's probably Disney's fault. But I don't even really know that. So I don't know. I'm just gonna grade them like separate episodes, yeah. like you know, like the just... lost years. Or... Yeah, the lost years. <laughs> I'm really what excited for what's coming up, though. Yeah. yeah, me too. I think that like it definitely did feel like a season finale because you know since they mentioned the whole feelings thing and that felt like something that was leading into season three feelings. Yeah. Um, but I am also really excited for the upcoming episodes, and so I think they'll probably be like filler episodes, and hopefully they can get around it enough to where it doesn't necessitate them having to mention what the status of all the relationships is. Yeah. Um, I'm, and as far as where we're going, I, I'm totally fine if, and I feel like we are going to a season three Riley Lucas officially dating thing. I'm totally cool with them going to Riley Lucas. I just, they just have to find a way to end out Maya Lucas in a believable, real way, instead of just sort of being like, no, they don't work because we can't let them work. And... Yeah, because reasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what it reminded me of. It was because reasons. Yeah. Like, this is, the, I know what they can do. I know what those writers can do. And that's, yeah. I guess, why I've been 
less. I mean, yeah. you would think that would give make me give them more leeway, but because I know how they yeah. could handle things, it feels weird and frustrating that they're not. Yeah. I mean, honestly, at the same time, I think that all of this has been handled a lot better than Sean and Angela were handled in Boy Meets oh, World. Oh, <laughs> leaps and bounds already, yeah. Um, but, uh, all right, Which I'm part gonna... of Sean and Angela? Or, wait, in Boy Meets World or Girl Meets World? In both, honestly. Okay. I especially, especially, like, I really don't like the drama with Sean and Angela in season six of Boy Meets World, where they're just, like, so melodramatic and want to be together, where they can't be together for, mm-hmm. again, reasons. <laughs> and, like, like, not, I was never a big fan fan of that stuff but they're um, cute when they're together though yeah when they're together that's totally fine it's just they're like overwrought soap opera stuff no. we'll get ready for season three because they'll be together that'll be a soap opera of its own <laughs> i i kid you not i guarantee they end up they end up at least getting together or i, I think you're crazy dude <laughs> I, I'm not saying I want this. Yes. I'm saying I think that that's what they're doing. She's going to divorce her husband and go to Sean? I don't think the marriage was on super strong ground to begin with. <laughs> she was going back to the guy she hadn't talked to in 15 years. Solid just to point. Get like solid a, point. Yeah. I mean, it could be. I mean, she has to have other friends. So I, I'm just yeah. saying it, it doesn't seem like it was on that solid of footing. Yeah. All right, I'm going to end this out here and just say, uh, so the hope is to be doing a big Texas mail time podcast, looking back at all three parts with Keith and Caitlin, get their perspective, get everybody who's emailed in perspective. And, you know, so if we don't, if I don't, I'm not going to respond to emails right away because I'm going to look at them with Keith and Caitlin when they're able to. And, um, you know, just send us emails at gmwpodcast.gmail.com. Send us voice messages under three minutes. And, you know, it'll be a lot of fun looking back at all that. And we'll see if we also, we're gonna, we're considering doing something for Halloween, but we'll see if that, you know, pans out. Um, and just check us out on Twitter at gmwpodcast if you haven't already. Check out our website, gmwpodcast.com. Rate us and review us on iTunes, please. Uh, also, we're on Stitcher if you want to, you know, use your Android phone using Stitcher. Uh, we're going to eventually have some YouTube videos, GMW podcast. Anybody else want to throw out anything? Want to? Um... Um, can I just make like a couple comments real quick? Yeah, that's um, fine. Yeah, go ahead. They're about like parts one and two since I oh, yeah, didn't yeah. get to comment. In part one, we had Cletus. Yeah. And I know you guys, or you, Dan, didn't like love him. But um, yeah. I liked him just because uh, he reminded me of a character on the Andy Griffith show. Which, yes. um, sorry, yes, <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. Yes, okay, yes. so that just made me happy, and I was like, yes, that's Ernest T. Bass. And <laughs> then in part two, like that almost kiss from yeah. Lucas and Maya, not to like go back to that, but you know, mm-hmm. um, it almost felt like it was supposed to be an implied kiss because mm. it looked like they were kind of pulling away, and sometimes, yeah. like a lot of times, Disney will block kisses or whatever, mm. and so I'm not sure exactly because they when they were talking about it after like it right after it happened like it was a kiss yeah definitely and so yeah. i was really I, I actually i want to throw in that i watched it on my phone and so it was pretty small and i had to like go back and be like did they kiss i can't tell like yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did the same thing yeah, yeah. anybody else have any throw things they want to throw out or um, um follow me on twitter at jeremy 93 follow me on twitter at rara gmw underscore r5 uh, follow me on Twitter on um, Matso underscore Vanilla and Tumblr, matsovanilla.tumblr.com. Nice. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
thank you guys so much for joining us today. Um, thank you. Thank you. It was so much fun. <laughs> yes, and awesome. I really enjoyed this. You know, it's sad not having Keith and Caitlin here, but I've definitely enjoyed this rotating group of Kagawi Nation, and it's been a, it's been a lot of fun this weekend with Girl Meets Texas. And I'm I'm so happy because I honestly came into Girl Meets Texas with very low expectations. I did too. And like, <laughs> and so I'm really happy that I did because I was blown away. Um, it was awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, dream. Try. Do good. Class dismissed.